Welcome to Crossed Over, the show where you hear stories of people who have been transformed by Jesus Christ, who have truly crossed over from death to life. Well, welcome once again to Crossed Over. I'm Jeff Johnson, your host, and I am so glad that you have tuned in with us today, whether you're watching on YouTube or Rumble, or you've joined us just listening on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, thank you for uh, for joining us. I hope that you've checked out some of our previous episodes. Uh, we've had some um, incredible um, uh, testimonies and times together with some of our previous guests, and I know today is going to be no different. But I want you to I want you to know, remind you of really the inspiration for this show. It comes from the Bible. It comes from John 5, 24. Jesus says these words, Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Really, this show is all about um, introducing you to people, people that I know, some that I don't. Uh, Give them the opportunity to share um, the impact that Jesus has had on their life. Our guest today is none other than uh, the Reverend Dr. M. Lamont Littlejohn, Jr. Uh, he's a servant pastor teacher at Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Shelby, North Carolina. Uh, he received his uh, Master of Divinity and Doctor of Ministry degrees uh, from the M. Christopher White School of Divinity at Gardner-Webb University here in Cleveland County. Uh, Dr. Littlejohn is married uh, to his wife, uh, Nicole, or Nikki Littlejohn. Uh, and he has two kids. He'll share more about his family in just a moment. Uh, Lamont has been a, a longtime friend of myself. He's a brother in Christ, and I am so honored and glad to have him joining us today. So I'm going to bring Lamont on the show. Lamont, how you doing today? I'm doing well. How you doing, Jeff? So good to see you. Listen, uh, we, we've been talking about this for a while, for you being on the show, and thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you for having me, man. It's a privilege and it's an honor. And again, when you asked me a couple months ago, I'm so glad we were able to get our schedules together um, to do this. So just privilege and honor to uh, be on and, and so grateful that you asked me to uh, come and share. Now, I was trying to, I was trying to think about how long we, we have known each other. It's, it's been a long time. Now, it must be, you know, I'm not going to say our age, it must be because uh, we met when we were in elementary school, but uh, that is right. not the case because I did not grow up here in right. in, in, in uh, Cleveland County or Kings Mountain. But uh, right. I think it's near twenty years. I'm trying to think. It is. I came I came in '99 yep. as youth yep. pastor here at First Baptist, and uh, in the early 2000s, were you working at the middle school? Is that when we met? Or the no, high school? high school? High school. Yeah, I was a social studies teacher, and uh, it was in '99. That's when I started. Um, teaching at, at uh, Kings Mountain um, in, in the fall of 99. I graduated at Gardner-Webb um, the spring of 99. So that's when our paths cross. It's, you know, I, I, you're getting older, I'm getting better. So I, <laughs> I, I, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. So, but, but no, man, it's, it's been wonderful. I, I do remember those, uh, those times in the lunchroom cafeteria when you were sitting with students and uh, like, who this guy, you know? And, and that's when we was introduced that you was a student pastor, uh, student minister there at First Baptist. And uh, man, it's been, a, it's been a joy knowing you ever since, brother. 
Well, no doubt. No doubt. As you, you, we both know time flies. And uh, now we've our kids are grown and on the way out. And uh, it's, uh, you know, I will say this. Um, I have had an appreciation of you from a distance. Even when mm. you kind of moved out of Kings Mountain a little bit towards Shelby, the pastor of church in Shelby, I have... Uh, I have a love and admiration for you as a person, as a brother in Christ, and uh, thank you for uh, for continuing to point people to Jesus. And, and I'm so glad to have you on the show today. Well, man, grateful again. Same same here, man. And and always just looking, you know, always Kings Mountain is always my home, and my parents live here. And and again, we just right across, literally across the creek. And uh, but just had a, a pleasure, man, of of, of passionate people here in Shelby, and and uh, but so glad to be back home, even um, now with at Kings Mountain doing some things there. So uh, same here with you, man. Been been always anytime we we our paths cross, we always embrace each other with a hug and 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 have a couple words, man. Even those times when we saw each other at Gardner Well uh, during the COVID pandemic, you had your son and daughter, I think, and had my son out That's there, right. man. It was it was just a joy seeing you. Are you ready to get this show started? Let's go, man. Let's do <clears throat> now it. We've got something new on the show that we started um, uh, just recently. In fact, I just did a recording. I'm not sure if we'll show yours first or not, but something no. new to our crossover listeners to kind of break the ice with our guests. It's called Five Questions. Now, okay, I, didn't, okay. I didn't tell you this ahead of time. No, you did. There's, there's nothing <laughs> so you, you can prepare. To, you wanted to really be authentic, right? <laughs> yeah, this, this, is, this is from, this is no preparation. For those of you um, watching or listening, no right. preparation was, I'm going to ask you five questions. Just share whatever comes comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. What is playing on your Spotify or Apple Music playlist? Now, in the old days, we'd say, what's, what's on the tape deck? Or yeah. what's what's in the CD player, or what radio yeah. station you're listening to, but uh, man, what 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 music you into these days? Well, listen, man, you know, of course, you, you got your gospel that type of thing, but listen, they just had a versus um, show uh, last, I think it was Easter Sunday. It was Sunday night uh, versus uh, the elements of Earth, Wind, and Fire versus the Isley Brothers. So. Uh, I, I got to, I got to be honest, man. I've been listening to the uh, EWF, brother, and uh, you know me being born in '77. Uh, you know I, I'm I'm Motown. I, I'm I'm Motown all day. Love it, and uh, it was for me. That's when it was real music, you know. Uh, and so I, I this morning I was I was I was listening to some EWF, brother. So that's that's what you'll find in my Apple Music. <laughs> now, when your kids hear you listen to that music, are they like listen. my kids? Are they like my kids and they say that's old music? <laughs> listen, man, I think my kids have an old soul or something, man, I like because it. they love it too. Yeah, they they actually, when we grew up, you know, in our 90s, right? You know, our 90s music is like they're old school. And when I, and they, they, they'll put it on, and, you know, my wife and I be like, hey. And I'm like, man, what y'all know about this? You know, so. They are they they love the music um, of Jeff. They they are musically inclined. Of course, they like to update kind of stuff. Of course, you know of course. their music. But I'm so uh, it's crazy that they listen to what is called old school, right? Our music, and of course, man, listen. They listen to gospel. They listen to the contemporary praise, elevation, worship music, man. So uh, they they just love. Uh, uh, the whole mixture of music. So, uh, but I, I was very surprised that they they pull out every now and then. You know, the '90s 
the 80s classes, but also they go all the way back to the 60s and the 70s of Motown. Okay, like, that's good. Wow. I yeah, hear you. Yeah. All right, well, let's my move son on. Lo- my <laughs> son loves country. My son loves country. Doc. What? And, uh, I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling Listen, you. Bro. Was... I, I, he was in the shower one night. He was going to town. I'm like, what? What are you listening? Now, uh, I, then, is he gonna get? Is like, he gonna to- get mad? Toby, if... Toby, somebody, Toby, Toby, Toby Keith, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. And it was one song. I forgot what it was. He let me hear it, and I was like, I was hooked. I was hooked. Brother can sing, you know. So, uh, uh, well, you know, I, I've, so, I, I, I have like, to wow. admit. I have to admit, I, I I tried for for about three months in college to get into country music, and I just yeah. can't. The new country is just not my thing. I mean, maybe so old school thing, country. Huh? I remember uh, some of that. Well, for sakes of time, we're going to move on. Question number two. Okay. Question number two. At this rate, this is going to be a long. This is going to be a long show today. That's okay. That's good. You go to your local coffee shape, uh, coffee shape, coffee shop. And uh, I know my wife and I last week went to Lily Bean Coffee in Shelby, downtown. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. Uh, what do you order? Well, I, I want the uh, I, I like the uh, anything that has hazelnut. Okay, I'm a hazelnut coffee lover. I mean, I can do plain black coffee, but I need some hazelnut creamer, okay. uh, hazelnut syrup. I, I have to have that, and so I'm just a hazy hazelnut. Uh, a freak nut, or whatever you want to call me. <laughs> if it doesn't have hazelnut, I don't want it. I'm okay. just stuck on we'll it. We'll accept that answer. I'm okay. trying to learn to like coffee, but mine needs what? a lot of additive stuff to it. <laughs> okay, question number three. What is your favorite athlete or sports team? You, you can say, but let's just say, well, who's your favorite athlete? Um, I mean, I would have to go, you know, everybody is so cliche as when you go Michael Jordan, you know, uh, but I'm telling you, I, I've really, uh, I, I really love Russell Westbrook and uh, not Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson from the Seahawks quarterback. Yeah. And uh, just the way he lives his life and his faith, man. And, and he, he just, uh, as, as, as kids would say, he's, he's a straight dog. You know, that's, that's nothing to be, uh, you know, to defame him or anything, but that means he's a, he's a baller. He, he yeah. goes after, he, he plays hard. But also, he never forgets his faith, and uh, and so uh, you know, Russell Wilson, the quarterback of Seahawks, uh, would be uh, my favorite. Uh, just not only on on the field, but also off the field, how he carries himself. And I'm telling you, another guy that I'm very big on, uh, you know, is is LeBron, LeBron James. You know, I you know I know he has some language issues when he get 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 wound up, but just the way he is giving back to his community. Um, you know, if you've not, you've never heard anybody, any scandals about him and anything like that, but you know, he has the, the promise, our promise school in, in Akron, Ohio, how he's giving back to his community. So, yeah. you know, I think that that speaks volumes of, of a person's character and faith. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Number four, what is your favorite, your go-to social media platform? Is it Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, uh, there's so many. They they keep coming it, out it, with new it, ones every day. I, I, actually, it's 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 been it's becoming Twitter, to be honest with you. Um, you know, IG is a bunch of pictures. You know, Facebook is pictures and everything. You know, everything. But really, you know, Twitter, man. Really, you know, it's like that. Everybody's texting on there, and you get your information that type of thing. So I, I've been heavy point. on Twitter. Then it's probably Twitter, Facebook, then uh, IG. 
Okay. Okay. Last question. This is super. This is this. This may this may end the show if you answer incorrectly. I'm just kidding. Uh, Duke or Carolina? Oh man, go heels, brother, all day. I don't even have to stumble on that. Go heels. And, and kudos to Coach Davis. You know the new new coach, uh, uh, first African American coach at at, at Carolina. And, uh, you know, he carries on. They kept it in the family. He, he's from Dean's era and, of course, Coach Guthridge and, of course, uh, Roy. Uh, but, you know, they kept it in the family. I think he's going to do well. I agree. A, a, a I'm big not a, person I'm of not faith a, as well. Big person of faith. That's good. I'm not a Carolina fan, but I thought that was a great hire. Uh, that's all right. We, listen, we, 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 salvation is for demons as well. So, you know, we, mm. we, we're praying for you, brother. The mm. Lord, the Lord. We'll smile upon you. know, he rains upon the dust and the unjust. <laughs> uh, we're going to have a, we're gonna have a good time. All right. Well, listen, you're on the show, uh, not to talk about sports necessarily, all this other stuff. We want to, we want to get to, uh, we want to get to some uh, more important things, so to speak. We want to talk about your family. We want to talk about you, your church ministry. We want to talk about Jesus really right, and the right. impact that he's made in your life. So take us back. If you would, you know, and we obviously don't have to go back and share the day that you were born, but tell us about, you know, what was what was life like growing up um, for you as a kid, and tell us about your childhood years and your family. Yeah, you know, uh, family was always close knit. Um, you know, both parents in the home, mom and dad. Dad was a hard worker. Um, he uh, owned his own construction business. He was a carpenter. By trade, and uh, I, I can remember those summer months getting up early in the morning and going with him uh, to hammer a nail or to put in a, a screen door or a screen window or um, put on a deck or do an addition or even get on top of the roof. Uh, Mom uh, worked all of her life. Um, uh, she was a hard worker as well. Um, she really um, worked at a company that made tools like um, your your um, you know your sockets, those type of thing, those type of tools. And uh, but again, just a loving family, Christian home. Um, I've always known church. Uh, always would use that um, that um, saying. I think a lot of people are saying that I hey I had a drug problem. Um, when I was young, because, you know, my mom and dad drugged me. Of course, you've heard it as well, drugged me to church every Sunday, right? So, uh, you know, Sunday school, 945, worship, 11 o'clock. You know, we was going to be there Sunday afternoon services. Uh, if we have anything in, in Sunday evenings, uh, all I knew was church. And, uh, you know, they made sure that they, um, um, you know, put deposited um Christ, um, the love of Christ within uh, myself and my sister uh, in the home. And so, of course, by no perfect means was it a perfect family or anything like that. But, you know, we had Christ to keep us together. So all of, all of I've known uh, my life is love and being taught how to treat people, um, uh, no matter how they look, what side of the street uh, they grew up on. Um, you love people because they're God's creation. And so that was really that was really home for me, um, you know, early on. Um, it was all about family. It was about glue. It's about going on vacations. You know, it's about um, treating people like you want them to treat you. So, 
you know, my, my, if I had any heroes in my life, it would be, of course, my mom and dad would be at the top of that list because they uh, really taught me how to uh, carry myself as a young man um, uh, when I'm out of home. And it's, they was really big on what was called home training. And so, you know, the way you act in the home is the way you're going to act in public. And so, you know, they didn't shy away with punishment, uh, whether it was uh, take, sending me to the room or they need to bring the belt out. And so whatever they need to do, they sure didn't spare the rod as we have that is not so much in the Bible, but it's a saying. Uh, and uh, but I, I still believe I was a little bit spoiled as well. So but I was the baby of the family. But man, just. You know they ain't cutting the corners. They was they was tough, uh, but I know it was tough love. And uh, I want to say that the reason why I am who I am today, it had a lot to do with my mom and dad and my upbringing. I knew. I kind of thought you were a baby of the family because I <laughs> I, I had three older brothers, and right. uh, we can relate. And you know we always got told we were spoiled, but right. I think we right. was we were we were loved the most. I think is what. Oh it yeah, was. that's what it was. We, no we doubt. Loved the most brother. I, th- I think I think our, our our dads probably had a lot in common. My dad had a um, a paddle that he hung in the closet in the hall closet, and it was like a two by four was sanded down. And I'd like to say that I learned the first time, never, but it took a few times. We, we, we both would like to say that, right? <laughs> it t- it took a few times. Well, so um, sounds like you had a very stable family growing up um you know part of my testimony is i I didn't grow didn't grow up in church but you did and we've had guests on the show who've talked about um what a good foundation that was for Mm -hmm. when their faith became personal right so let's let's talk for a few minutes if you um would share when did for lamont when Mm -hmm. did you know being dragged to church and hearing sermons and going to sunday school and the Bible mm. stories. When, when did all the talk become personal for you? When mm. did you, when did you make that personal step to follow Jesus? Share about that if you would. Yeah, most definitely. Of course, my, my dad was a deacon uh, at the church as well, and so again, all of that um, came in uh, upon me as you know, hey, I'm, I'm a church boy, but I didn't give my life. To Christ until I was around 15 and a half, going on 16 years of age. And, um, you know, I've always been in church, you know, but it was that Sunday morning, uh, I can remember it vividly as uh, our pastor, uh, you know, gave the altar call. And, um, you know, I was cool, calm, and collect, and I was sitting back, and, you know, I don't, you know, I come to church, I'm not going to make that long walk, and something changed at that moment, you know, it's, it's something that you can't explain. It just was the, was a sense of freedom that I was no longer afraid, even though I had butterflies and I was nervous, but I can remember like the back of my hand, me walking down that aisle. And, um, and, uh, I remember saying to the pastor that, um, something has, has changed in me. He said, what is it? He, he says, do you want to give your life to Jesus Christ? I says, I, I think so. Um, I really can't explain. He says, you don't have to explain. It's, 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 if you know, that's all the thing that matters. Um, you know, um, and, and, you know, he, he took me through, do you believe that, you know, God raised Jesus from the dead? And, um, and, you know, I said, yeah, you know, I said, you're saved. 
uh, and then, you know, we, we'll start classes talking about discipleship and that type of thing. But, um, you know, it, it, was, it was just, you know, I was so happy, you know, once I said it and, and, and dressed it publicly, um, you know, I had such a freedom. Um, I remember I was I was dating my wife, then as well. She went to the Methodist Church, Bynum Chapel. Uh, Amy Zion on Council Street in, in, in Kings Mountain. I went to Mount Zion Baptist Church on Waterson Street. And of course, you know, they're like, you know, right behind each other. Mm-hmm. So I can remember driving. Um, yeah, so I was 16. Yeah, so so I had a license. So I drove after church and I can remember saying to her, I got saved today, you know, and, and I made sure I told her grandmother and, and grandfather, you know, I was just so excited. I want to tell everybody. And, and uh, it was just one of those experiences um, that I think a lot of people have that was just excitement. Um, but I, I knew something had changed. I knew I, I was on a new journey. I wasn't just going to church. Um, but, you know, my life has, has been changed uh, by my faith walk and, and, and real my beginning faith walk um, in Jesus Christ. Hmm. Well, so as a teenager, I mean, I, I, of course, you mentioned earlier being a student pastor. Mm-hmm. I think I think at that age is such a vital age when you really you're making some decisions about where you're going to go to college. You're launching yeah. into years where you're going to choose yeah. career. Uh, you mentioned yeah. you mentioned uh, Dayton, you know, young lady who became your wife. Right. Uh, right. Side note, it's always good to meet your spouse in church. <laughs> Isn't that right, Amen. Pastor? Amen. Amen. That's, that's right. <laughs> well, you know, I think I think one of the things that, and even some of our other guests that have been on that grew up in church, there's there's got to be a just because you go to church doesn't mean, uh, as you said, that you're saved, that you're a Christian, uh, because a lot of times you know you can you can do the things externally, but there's Almost no change. Definitely. There's no change on the inside. But you share it. You know the prompting, you know God's spirit prompting you, and and, right. and really um, making that decision to follow Christ. Share, if you would, what did the next few years hold for you as you finished out <laughs> high school, as you went into college, you know yeah. the discipleship as you grow. How did you see? You know, obviously I shared about John five twenty four. Yeah. You know, when yeah. and and one another verse I've shared in the show many times has been John ten ten. You know, the right. thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus right. said, I've come that yeah. you have my life, have life and right. life to the full. So right. just because you're a Christian doesn't mean, hey, I'm good to go. I got my ticket to heaven. I believe right. a lot of the life that we see God pouring into us happens while we're here. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So so talk for a few minutes, Lamont, if you would, about, you know, how did you see the life of Jesus yeah. really grow you and into the person yeah. That you'd be. Well, 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 Jeff, from that moment of, of salvation and um, really giving my life to Jesus Christ, uh, it was like it was like full speed ahead. Right. Because now um, I'm working with within the youth group. Right. I'm, I'm helping in. I'm more of that older peer leader now. And I never had I never had an issue in leading. Right. I mean, you can go all the way back to my second grade, fifth grade, eighth grade teachers. And they were I wasn't leading the right way. Of course, I was I was like getting the class to pay attention to me and not to the subject, you know, what they would normally call the class clown, you know, that type of thing. And I can remember clear as day 
I was the last seventh grade uh, class at the old central school when they changed over to the sixth, seventh, eighth format middle school. So I was the last seventh grade, first eighth grade. And I can remember um, I, I got in trouble. My mom and dad had to come to the school, you know, and I got called down in class or something like that, Jeff. You know how those things are. And and she, I remember, I can't remember her name, but I remember vividly this teacher said to me, you're gonna be a great leader one day um, because it's amazing how you can get the whole class to pay attention to you and not pay attention to me. She says, now I don't like that because again, you know, you disrupting the class. But what I've seen, I'm seeing a half glass full, half glass empty mentality that, man, if you if you really can channel, you know, your leadership potential in the right direction, you know, you're going to be a great leader one day. And, and that always stuck with me. Right. So fast forward, give my life to Jesus Christ. And then um, Jeff, you know, football was everything for me. Right. You know, I played under Denny Hitch. Uh, in fact, I was the last football team once he retired and coach Massey took over. Um, but football was it for me. You know, I, I had a partial scholarship that I could have went to North Carolina A&T. Um, I had a um, Methodist college, I think out East had talked to me about coming there. Um, but something changed, Jeff. Um, I started hearing the voice of God, right? That. Mm that that started talking to me about uh, proclamation. Um, and again, I'm still a baby in Christ. I, I just, you know, maybe a couple months ago, a year ago, giving my life to, to Jesus Christ. And here I am 17 years old, a senior in high school, and I can't sleep at night. Um, you know, and I'm, ask, I'm asking my dad, I'm saying, I'm, I said to my dad, I, I, I can remember vividly, I asked him, I says, how do you know when you know, God has called you to preach, you know, cause that's what we thought, but you know, it's, it's preaching was the call, right? So how do you know that? And my dad says, you'll know, son, you'll know, you know, I says, okay. You know, I was wanting him to really wrap it up in the package, unwrap it and really tell me, but he just says, you'll know. And so continue on, continue on and, 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 um, you know, reading the word and, uh, proclamation preaching, um, you know, as I would look at other preachers, it was just a burning desire, not so much be them, but I knew it was something that they was doing that was inside of me. And so I remember the one night I called my pastor and told him, um, I believe God is calling me to preach. And he says, wow. He says, listen, meet me in my office, you know, tomorrow morning. I think it was a Saturday night. And he says, you know, don't go to Sunday school, meet me in my office, let's talk. And so I remember talking with him and he, first thing he says is, um, okay, before you start, I need you to take my trash out. I said, take your trash out, <laughs> you know? And you know, he says, no, I'm serious. I need you to take my trash out. I said, okay. So took his trash out, didn't understand what was going on. Came back in, he says, he says, I was just testing you because if you was too good to take out my trash, then you, you're not ready to serve as, 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 a, as a proclamation service. So way he had it, he had it somewhere like that. He had it really good. So wow. you're not ready wow. to serve Christ, something like that. And so what he was saying to me is that preaching is more than having a mic on a stage with a whole bunch of people looking at you. It starts with you being a servant. 
And so if you want to preach, you got to be the least of them. And, you know, of course, he went to the scripture uh, with, um, you know, James and John wanting to have those rightful positions. And, you know, and Jesus, of course, said, hey, the, the, the least of these, you know, or, you know, the last or, you know, he was saying you got to be humble and all that mm -hmm. stuff. So what he was trying to do is paint that picture, Jeff, of basically saying it's one thing to preach because a lot of people want to preach because they think it's glamorous. They think it's about, you know, I'm, I'm the one who, who has the say, so I'm the one who has the spotlight upon me, but he says, nah, that's not it. That's not even the, the inkling about preaching. And so he started to tutor me and, and take me on his tutelage. And, and we started to talk about it, you know, this before we even announced a call, because I think he wanted to make sure because I was 17 and, you know, it was unknown for a 17 year old boy, um, you know, to say he wanted to preach, you know, because I think it was like it threw him like, wow, you know, so, um, but went through it and, and I announced the call um, at 17 years old. Uh, I was able to preach my um, first sermon uh, when I was 18 on April 23rd, 1995. Uh, I still remember the date um, in that I remember the Kingsmount Hurl. <laughs> I still have the article, Jeff. Kings Mount Hurl wrote this article here. And 50 young people, you see that? Mm -hmm. Respond to sermon. That was my initial sermon. That the Kings Mount Hurl came to do a story on my sermon. And so it was like, wow, you know, 18 years old, um, you know, received a call at 17. And then right then I knew my path had changed from playing football or going along with football to, you know, I need to have some training. Uh, I need to get an education that really deals with um, religion, philosophy, you know, that type of thing. I need to know more about God. So that's how my path really directed me to Gardner Webb. Being a faith-based uh, institution, really concentrating on the Bible, uh, major in religious education, uh, and also in that I became the youth pastor, the first youth pastor at Mount Zion Baptist Church um, there in Kings Mountain. And from then on, you know, just began my work when I finished, um, when I finished um, Gardner Webb, came back, uh, Mr. Phil Weathers was the principal, gave me opportunity to come in and, and teach social studies. But the, the, the thing was that you could now, you could teach New Testament, Old Testament in uh, high school back in 99, before they, I think it, it, it changed around 2001 that the Cleveland Community College started coming in and they had what was called Huskins classes. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to teach Old Testament, New Testament, um, along with your civics and your, your U.S. histories, those type of things. But I was able to teach at least those classes, one, uh, one in the fall, one in the spring, uh, Old Testament in the fall, New Testament in the spring at Kingsmount High School. And so I was able to mentor people there, uh, mentor kids there uh, as, I, as we came in. Um, so, you know, they could be they could be free to, uh, you know, talk about Jesus in the classroom. You know, it's like, wow, you know. <laughs> And then, of course, all that changed, of course. But, um, you know, for me, Jeff, I was doing a lot, right? I was doing a lot, a lot of things. And like I said, from from time I gave my life to Christ and then, bam, you know, I'm preaching, college. Oh, and also in 99, I got married, right? So we got, we, 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 are, we are married now in September of 99. 
you know, everything is moving, 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 moving. I'm still at Mount Zion. 2001, we have our first child, our daughter, Lamia. Um, and then moving, 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 moving. And then 2003, you know, I get the call uh, to become full-time pastor at Mount, Mount Calvary. And I've been there ever since, 18 years. Then Lamont comes, our son, in 2004. And so moving, 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 moving. But Jeff, um, I was doing all this stuff, but I, I, I realized that I, I wasn't growing the relationship that I needed with Jesus Christ. So, you know, I heard about, you gotta be a servant, you gotta do all these things. So I'm, I was a doer. Um, mm -hmm. And what I wasn't, what I wasn't doing, I wasn't being, or I wasn't becoming. And so Jeff, that's where basically um, it clicked for me uh, probably around the fifth or sixth year pastoring that I'm doing all of this stuff and, and I'm, I'm, I'm pastoring and I got the namesake and every, you know, going back to start my master divinity in, in the fall of 2004, but really felt empty because the relationship wasn't growing. So, you know, you can be all these things, preacher, pastor, husband, have the name and all that stuff, but be empty because you're not growing the relationship. And so that's really, uh, as, as I began to form the foundation of my faith, um, it really started on maybe, you know, doing things instead of really becoming a child of God, um, becoming a person of faith. Um, you know, you know, when you are when you are what I used to call church trained, you, we, we, we've been in church long enough. We know where to stand. We know when to sit. We know what to say. We, we, we know all of that. Right. And I wonder how many of us are walking around knowing everything to do, everything to say. But we're still empty inside because we are not becoming, we're not being uh, who God has called us to be. We're just doing things, but yet there's a, there's a sense of emptiness because our relationship is not growing. Hmm. A friend of mine once said there's a very fine line, the difference between being in a groove and mm -hmm. being in a rut. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think you, you really spoke a lot about that relationship. Um, and yeah. I want to come back. I want to kind of park there for just a minute. It's okay. so important. And you're right. It's so easy, even in ministry and things you do to kind of just go through the motions uh, because mm -hmm. you learn, you learn all the things you need to say and do, right. but you right. can, you can realize that you've, you've departed from you know, that daily relationship with the Lord. And um, most definitely a, a passage of scripture, I think, that comes to my mind is John 15 In John mm -hmm. 15, Jesus is like, I'm the vine. You're the branches that yep. you can do nothing apart from me. And how easy is it for us, even as believers in Jesus Christ to live and we can show the external things, but we're, we're not, we're, we're drying up inside because of the source yeah. we've kind of cut yeah. pinch. It's like when you wash the car and the hose gets kinked, you know, that right. water flow eventually is going right. to kind of peter out. Right. Um, I think it's so much that way for us as a Christian. Right. So, right. Um, so I knew, I knew you were big time. I knew it. You made the Kings <laughs> Mountain Herald. Telling you what. <laughs> hey, you listen. Hey, you know you somebody when you make the Herald of Kings Mountain. 
For those of you that don't live in our area, (laughs) the Kings Mountain Herald is a small, it's our, it's our little small community newspaper. And if you make the Herald, you've, You've made you've made it, baby. You've made it. I made it, Doc. I arrived. I have arrived. <laughs> Listen, and now now that you're helping with the broadcast for the local for Kings Mountain High School football, I'm right. telling you what. I hope I hope your wife's keeping you humble. Oh yeah, I man. I'm telling you, man. It's a tough job, but she's doing she's doing a great job of it. That's good. <laughs> I'm That's enjoying good. Every bit of it with Drew, man. I'm enjoying every bit of it. Well, it's good. You guys do a great job. Well, as we kind of wrap up, I want to kind of um, talk about a couple things. Um, number one, uh, I do follow you. You know, we're friends on Twitter, right? Uh, Twitter pals, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And there's a little hashtag that you put on a lot of your things. I got to ask you about. Yeah. Because this might lead into kind of our close today. You put the phrase "beyond familiar." Yep. So I just got to know what in the world is that all about to tell me? Yeah. And, and, you know, that that's, you know, around the 10th, 19th year um, when I had to settle down and really look at myself and say, Hey, you know, you, you got to grow your relationship. It's one thing about pastoring and doing all these other things, all these boards and all that. But if you, if you don't, if you don't slow down, you, you, you're going to come to a crashing halt and it may not end out end up like you want it to. So really began to work on a relationship with Jesus Christ and really grow because I want to be authentic when I preach and teach um, the word of God and say, hey, I'm involved in this as well. I'm not just doing it as a stage actor, uh, but I'm involved with that. So as the ministry uh, at Mount Calvary was moving forward and we began to look at um, some some projects we want to do I knew it was going to take faith. Uh, even when we go into the next, not level, but dimension in ministry, it was going to take faith. And again, you know, I was just there in devotion uh, one day and that phrase beyond familiar came uh, to me. And I went exactly, I went directly to uh, Genesis chapter 12 when God told Abram uh, to go, you know, I'm going to show you a place, but I need you to leave familiar people. I need you to leave family, everything that you know, everything that makes you comfortable. You have to leave it. You have to go. Here it is beyond familiar. And so what I was wanting to help and teach our congregation is that anything we're going to do for God, uh, it, it will not be comfortable. It, it, it will not be something that we are used to. It will not be something that we know all the details. We won't know how it's going to start or how it's going to stop. We, we won't even know from one minute to the next. And so it's our faith. So when you listen, when you hear Beyond Familiar, it's basically, Jeff, talking about our faith. Our faith, the only way it grows, the only way we see what God sees and how God sees and how God hears, even though his, his thoughts are above our thoughts, his ways are not our ways, but the way we have confidence and knowing and trusting in this God that we serve through faith in Jesus Christ, we have to move beyond everything that keeps us comfortable. And so there's going to be moments where our faith grows, but we're uncomfortable. There's going to be moments where um, things are stretching us and we are moving like God wants us to move, but it may be painful. And so what I'm, what I was helping our congregation, I think they're now catching on because you see it. Um, other people in, in our congregation uh, on our websites, you know, beyond familiar, beyond familiar. And now that they're not understanding that even COVID right <laughs> pandemic, uh, you know, to really, 
a move. I've heard so many of our congregations say, Pastor, you know, I didn't get it, but I get it now. That's what you were saying all along, beyond familiar. We, you know, things won't be the same no more. It won't be familiar. So if we're going to move through this, we got to move with God. It got to be beyond familiar. So now they're finally catching it. And uh, I didn't really understand the full grasp of it. Um, but even as I'm moving and leading the congregation and as we're going through this pandemic, um, I'm now fully appreciating what God has given me um, by just two words, right? It's more than a hashtag. It's, it's a faith walk. It's a faith journey. And so when you look at Beyond Familiar, I'm really talking about faith journey, faith walk. In order to get what God wants us to have or to receive, we have to move beyond familiar. Mm, I like it. Great word. I, I don't know if you've seen any of, uh, have you heard about the new, uh, it's called the Chosen series? There's, no, a, what, what's, what's a, it now? It's called the Chosen. For those of you, it's the Chosen. I think the Chosen TV, whatever. Okay. There's okay. a it's a crowdfunded. It's a guy. Um, he's the son of an author that wrote with Tom uh, Timothy LaHaye the Left Behind series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dallas yeah, yeah. Jenkins, his son, uh, felt called to do a TV series, multi, kind of like Netflix, but multi yeah. series yeah. seasons. Uh, the yeah. TV series, which is about the gospel story, the life of Jesus, okay. and yeah. so they're 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 set out. They're just launched uh, season two um, of that, but it's it's per, it's crowdfunded completely. Okay. I'm talking millions and millions of dollars. Wow! But it's well done. You need to check it out. But it's well done. Okay. But the Jesus character, I, if I if I quote correctly, there's a scene because it's in the first season where they're like, Jesus, this is. This is different. What you know? What you're doing is bringing is different. And he says, "If I if I'm correct, he says, get used to different." Wow! And, and I that's love it. it. I like because it. It, it, it really made me think of that. That's when it. You, when you're talking about beyond familiar, right? You know, um, it's good. Well, last thing I want you to do. Yeah. So glad you've been on the show with us, Sharon. Is you know, as we talked before we recorded, I I don't know. I don't know who's listening. I don't know who's watching. I don't know who's going to get an encouragement, you know, encouragement from hearing your story today. But if you could take a minute or two, if there's anything that you would could share to someone out there that's listening, um, Lamont, whatever's on your heart and mind, it could pick up right from the beyond familiar. But if you could just speak a word um, of challenge, of encouragement mm -hmm. to someone who's watching or listening, uh, I give mm -hmm. you the mic. Most definitely. I, I just want to uh, encourage whoever you are that's watching um, this, this, this broadcast, this crossed over interview. I want you to know that God is still sovereign. Um, and even though you and I might have to experience hurt and pain and sorrow, I want you to know that God's sovereignty outweighs uh, the sorrow. And what is sovereignty? Sovereignty simply says that God is in control and God can fix what you and I cannot fix, but God would do it on his and in his time. And God's time never begins. It never ends. It's, it's always. And so I want you to know that, first of all, make sure you're praying to the Lord and then in prayer, what God would normally do is reveal to us our weaknesses, the very things that's keeping us away from him. And normally God 
really begins to heal us through wounds. He allows us to learn lessons through the wounds. He allows us to get better through the things and the places and the people who have wounded us. And so I want you to be encouraged um, that even though you have wounds, um, there is victory in your life because again, it wasn't the uh, lion of Judah. It was the lamb who was slain that got the victory. And so since they're going crazy, it seems like it's so backwards. Uh, even pandemic, a lot of people are suffering. You may be suffering. I want you to remember that God is sovereign and God knows exactly what he's doing. But he has to work in places where it's not familiar to us, places that are uncomfortable. Um, God works in those places to really grow us, to, to help us see that we have value, that we have potential and we have capacity and we have, we have everything in us um, that God has placed in us. And all the thing God wants to do is bring those things out. And normally it's the hard times, it's the tough times that begins to bring out things that we didn't know that we had in ourselves. And so God makes deposits, but it's our responsibility to develop those deposits. And normally those that developments comes in those moments where we feel like we are the weakest, but that's okay because Paul tells the church at Corinth when, in the words of Jesus Christ, it's when we are weak that we are in our strongest because God is there to help us. Remember, he's sovereign. He can fix what we cannot fit. So I want you to be encouraged and uh, be not dismayed. Whatever be tied, the Lord will take care of you. Be blessed. Mm, good word. Thank you, brother. Well, listen, our time has flown by and I have really enjoyed it. Thank you for being on the show. Most definitely, man. Thank you for having me. As always, uh, you always put a smile on my face and uh, encourage me. And I'm so grateful that many years ago, the Lord uh, sought fit to allow our paths to cross and, and uh, pray the best for you as you continue to lead your church, uh, as you continue to lead those young ones. Of course, they're not young anymore, <laughs> but oh, no. Uh, oh, no. as, as, as God blesses you with uh, your relationship with Nikki and uh, right. with Mia and Lamont uh, right. as he finishes high school the next couple of years. So blessings right. to you, brother. And Thank you, brother. Uh, thanks again for being our guest on Crossover today. Most definitely. Thank you, man. Well, I do so grateful for uh, Lamont Little John being with us and really honoring us with his presence and sharing uh, sharing his story of, of Jesus pouring life into him. And I think one of the things that really stands out as Lamont shared is that is that when you choose to follow Christ, uh, you don't really know where he's going to take you, but your job is just to surrender, is to give up. And, and as God, as he just shared there in the closing words, God's going to take care of you. And he just asks you to humble yourself before uh, before him, and, and he will guide you. I think of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understandings, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he's going to make your path straight. He's going he's gonna to lead you where you need to go. Well, it's been a great episode, and as I wrap up, I want to wrap up by saying a few words that I usually do in almost every episode. Number um, I guess first off, I want to give a shout-out to uh, a friend of mine, Ryan Sidholm, and the River City Church in Vancouver, Washington, just outside the Portland uh, area. 
and uh, they are really wanting to launch a church planning movement. And so if you like coffee, I encourage you to shop online, as many of you do. Uh, churchplantcoffee.com. It's gospel impact with every sip. They're one of our church uh, church partners here with our church, and we encourage you to check out Church Plant Coffee, River City Church. Also, if you are watching on YouTube, somewhere down below here, you can click subscribe. I encourage you to subscribe to our channel. The more that we're able to do that, it helps us uh, do a little bit more with the channel. Um, and allows us to continue to get the word out. And if you happen to be on any other way, we encourage you to listen, to like, to subscribe, and to share. Share uh, this podcast, this this um, episode. Share others, and we would greatly appreciate that. As I wrap up today, and I think Lamont couldn't have said it any better, trust God with all that you are. And I've, I say this every episode. Uh, don't forget, as long as there's breath in your lungs, you have hope and hope has a name his name is jesus jesus words as i began this episode jesus said this very truly i tell you whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged but is crossed over from death into life abundant life full life encouragement life joyful life so turn your heart your life to Jesus. You will not be disappointed. It's been a great episode, and that's all I have for today. Until next time, take care.